0: John Denton from MLB.com has been working hard this offseason as the Cardinals have signed three starting pitchers made a couple of deals for other pitchers in trading Tyler O'Neill to the Red Sox to get a couple signing uh, making a deal with uh, Seattle as well to enhance the bullpen and John Denton joins us now here on 101 ESPN has a great piece up at Cardinals.com in which he went to visit Sonny Gray. John good morning how you doing? I'm doing great, Randy. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're thrilled to have you with us. What did you learn about Sonny Gray with your visit with him that you didn't know before?
2: You know, Randy, I had heard that he was a workout maven. Uh, you know, I'd heard that he was all business, and then, and then you go see it in person. Man, it was something else. Like, he is a guy dialed in. You you would have thought this was a random uh, Monday in franklin tennessee in a gym and you would have thought it was game one against the dodgers at chavez ravine i mean he was dialed in he works hard he's not in there to mess around uh you know he talks about how he's going to be a leader for this staff he's going to push the staff he's going to make the staff uncomfortable and you know he's willing to say the things that, that need to get the best out of his teammates and you know he backs it up with his work ethic so it it was really impressive to see and it's good to about the guy. You know, I, I was kind of thinking about it. He's more Chris Carpenter than he is Adam Wainwright when it comes to personality, mentality. You know, he's not going to be a guy who's going to smile or or wink at a guy in the, in the batter's box. Like He's coming after you. He's coming after you to take your head off. Uh, you know, Cardinal fans know that that's the way Chris Carpenter was. Uh, Waino was dialed in when he was on the mound, no doubt about it. But, you know, Sonny Gray is all business.
1: And outside of that, when you're talking about his personality and the workouts, the things that you were able to observe, what else uh, observe? What else were you able to pick up about Sonny Gray going into this season?
2: Uh, Brooke, he, he, you know, he said he said the reason I was better this past season is because of the way I work in the off season. Like the reason he's gotten better in his thirties, the reason that his his velocity is better than it was in his twenties, is because of the way he works. And you know, Brooke, you you know, Middleton see well uh there's like 15 20 guys in there like he's the leader of the bunch like he has guys following him around uh he puts together a group they work out together at Vanderbilt in the off season uh James Nail uh cardinal uh relief pitcher a guy from southern uh southern missouri he said he just marvels at every day how he comes in with such a you know a determined mindset he has a plan every single day of what he wants to work on what he wants to improve and uh, so it was, it was impressive to see how even among other, you know, there's 15 or 20 major leaguers there, Stephen Mats was there, uh, that the, he's a leader of the bunch. You know, he's kind of – guys are coming up to him like, what do you want to do today? Because Sonny comes in with a plan. Sonny comes in focused. He's not on his phone. He's not on Instagram. Like he's in there to work. And and it was apparent from, from, you know, the minute he got there that day. John,
0: even though these three starters, Gray, Lynn, Gibson, that the Cardinals have signed, they gave innings to their teams last year, they're still well-seasoned, 34, 35, 36 years old. Do you think the Cardinals, because of the age of their starters, and Miles Michaelis has had his times where he's been on the shelf. Steven Matz has spent a lot of time on the shelf. Do you think the Cardinals would be interested in bringing in one more starting pitcher that has shown some durability in the past?
2: Yeah, Randy, I I definitely hope so. You know, I mean, we all know that, you know, when I was 28, I could run through a wall. But when when I was 30, 38, you know, you run through a wall and and stuff hurts the next morning. And you know, uh, old players get hurt more. It's just the way it is. And you know, even though these guys are in good shape and they've had durability, uh, you know, in the past they they've shown that ability. The, the Cardinals have to give themselves a safety net. You know, right now I think they're good enough to win the NL Central, but they're not good enough to be a legitimate World Series contender without another addition. You add Dylan Cease to that, you add Logan Gilbert, uh, somebody of that quality, then you become a, a team that can compete with the Dodgers, that can compete with the Braves, could compete with the Phillies, you know. Do you want to just win the NL Central, or are you really trying to win the whole thing? So they definitely need one more start. I'm a legitimate World Series contender.
1: What do you think about possibly a reunion with Jordan Montgomery?
2: I would like that very much. I think the Cardinals would like that very much. They just they want to get him at their price. Uh, you know Jordan. Jordan really enjoyed his time here. His da- his uh, wife is a dermatologist. She opened a practice here. Uh, he he was he was kind of skeptical when he got here, but I think he really enjoyed his time here. I think he would welcome a return. Uh, you know, it, we all know his his agent is Scott Boris. Scott Boris is not going to take a dollar less than he can get. Uh, you know, they're they're playing the long game. They're being patient right now, trying to get Jordan as much money as possible, but. You know, if 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 that side panics, if they feel like they need a deal right away, you know, maybe the Cardinals could swoop in and and get him at a at a team friendly contract.
0: Uh, John Denton from MLB.com with us here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Another thing the Cardinals did during this offseason is they, they got some relief pitchers that we don't really know particularly well. In the deal that sent Tyler O'Neill to Boston, they get Nick Robertson, they drafted Ryan Fernandez. Uh they they got a relief pitcher from uh the the Mariners, uh the the minor leaguer uh, uh riley so uh it, it'd be interesting to see if they add more relief pitching it w- that's another spot the veteran relief part of it that i would think the cardinals would benefit from from getting riley o'brien by the way is the, the pitcher they got from yes.
2: seattle yeah you know randy they definitely have to work on the bullpen you know that that's the next order of business is adding to the bullpen i know everybody wants another starter that's where all the focus is. But, I mean, the bullpen needs just as much work as the starting staff did at the end of the season. You know, the Cardinals traded three relievers at the deadline, uh, and they also had their struggles last year. I believe I think they blew 28 saves last season. So the bullpen definitely needs help. Uh, you know, Brooke asked about a reunion with Jordan McG- Montgomery. How about a reunion with Jordan Hicks, possibly? You know, he's still out there. Um, you know, the Cardinals are craving swing and miss. They want hard-throwing guys. Who don't walk batters and and miss bats? Uh, if you look at the, the the common thread with the three guys that they have acquired, they all throw ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine miles an hour in there. They they're hard throwing guys who miss bats, and that, that's what the Cardinals are looking for. And you know nobody in the league throws harder than Jordan Hicks, so I could totally see him returning if they could agree to the deal. They almost they almost signed him to an extension um, late in July. Couldn't couldn't quite agree on the numbers, so they flipped him to Toronto. But I could totally see uh, the Cardinals wanting to bring him back and and have some insurance in case Ron Helsley goes through injuries again.
1: So as everything stands right now, just saying that the off season ended ended today. Where do you think that the Cardinals stack up in the NL Central currently?
2: Well, the the Reds have surprisingly spent a little bit of money. Uh, the Cubs typically have been the Cubs all off season. I mean, no 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 team in sports does. Less with more than the Chicago Cubs. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how they haven't signed Cody Bellinger back. They they talked about going after Shohei. They talked about going after Yamamoto. They missed on both those guys. Uh, so, you know, I I think the Cardinals are are, are could pull off a worse to first. Uh, you know, the Reds are the Reds are coming. The Reds are loaded with young talent. The Pirates are loaded with young talent. Uh, I think Milwaukee's going to take a huge step back this year. I think the Cardinals, the division is there for the Cardinals to take. I think they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, pull off that that worst to first. They're at least gonna win the division. I think they have the players, you know, better than Cincinnati to win this division. It's just, are they gonna add that one more piece of pitching that could potentially allow them to compete with the Phillies and the Dodgers and the Braves and you know that upper upper class in the National
0: League? Hey, John, one more thing from me. We, we've talked a lot about pitching. We we tend to. Kind of gloss over the fact that the Cardinals were 19th in baseball in runs and 10th in the National League in runs scored, and I know they had issues last year with injuries. But is this lineup good enough to improve on that?
2: Yeah, Randy. You know, that's something I've been thinking about the last well, last week or so. I mean, we talk about the potential of this lineup, but they they didn't score runs consistently. They they scored, you know, the offense was a top ten offense when you look at o, OPS and you know overall numbers but there were not, there were seemed like there were nights when they hit you know score six runs or no runs uh they they've got to find that consistency they got to find a way to to hit better in situations they got to find better ways to create offense and you know get things going uh, they have a good lineup but there were a lot of guys who kind of had down years guys who had mediocre years they need Lars Nootbaar to take the next step they need you know, Arenado and Goldschmidt to get back to that superstar level. Both of them were really good last year. They need them to be superstars the way they were in 22. Uh, you know, they could use another left-handed bat. You know, they're, that's something they're always looking for uh, because they tend to be a right-handed heavy team. Uh, you know, getting Britton and Donovan back, keeping Newbar healthy, uh, keeping Gorman healthy for a full season, that'll help them from the left side. But if there was a left-handed bat out there available, I'm sure they would jump all over it and, and try to sign that as well.
1: When I was texting with you yesterday, John, you mentioned that you were driving from Orlando to St. Louis. How much did you enjoy that Tennessee-Iowa beatdown by the Vols?
2: Well, at least Iowa's quarterback finally threw a touchdown pass. The problem was he threw it to Tennessee's defensive end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well, congratulations to your Vols. That was a, They did the SEC <laughs> proud there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I talked to some Iowa fans, and I was like, you guys drove all this way to watch that offense? I mean, it's- No, Tennessee played well. Gosh, Iowa, they play like it's 1978 instead of, you know, 2020. They're trying to all run the ball and play defense. You can't win football games anymore like that. So Tennessee played well. I'm so excited about Nico's future with the Vols. But, man, the shocking thing was just how bad Iowa was offensively.
0: No doubt. <laughs> so hey bad. John Denton, I want to get one more thing in here because the baseball writers dinner is coming up in a couple of weeks at the MAC and the two thousand four team is going to be honored. Adam Wainwright will be there. Uh we we mentioned two thousand four with uh Tony Larusa and so many members of that team. Uh Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn are going to be on hand for a VIP event. And it's really going to be a cool baseball writers dinner.
2: Yeah, Randy, thanks for bringing that up. That's you know, that's that's one of the premier events in St. Louis. I mean if you're a baseball fan, you don't want to miss this night. Uh, you know, you, there's still VIP tickets available. You can come and listen to an extended Q&A with, you know, the, the basically the young heartbeat of the Cardinals, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn has more charisma than, than I could even explain to you. He he has more charisma than Brooke does. Oh, uh, no. You know, I...
1: <laughs> I try, but I don't know. Mason Wynn, Mason Wynn has a really, really big personality. You're right.
2: Jordan Walker's six six, and Mason's the bigger personality. And you know, come, listen to, come listen to Jordan Walker because you know he'll tell you about his story. And like you said, Tony Larusso is going to re- receive the Red Shandy Award. Adam Wainwright's going to re- receive an award. Uh, you know, many of the top Cardinals are going to be there. So, if you're looking for that, uh, you know, January thing to shake you out of the the cold weather doldrums, come come see us at uh, the MAC on the 14th. Should be a great event. And you can get tickets. Just Google
0: uh, St. Louis BBWAA, St. Louis BBWAA, and that'll take you to the spot where you can purchase tickets. John Denton, thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to
2: you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Take care. That's uh, John Denton, who covers the Cardinals for MLB.com, with us on 101 ESPN.